0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com they uh,
1: don't have the time to do it and they don't know who to trust So, we started to build a model uh, around actually assisting investors to to give them someone that they could trust and and give them all the information they need to make informed decisions.
0: This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shump. And in this episode, we're joined with Bushy Martin, a country boy turned property investor with his own advisory business and 12 property investments under his belt. Discover how he manages his time, his thoughts and why his freedom formula strategy will help you achieve profitable returns. Also, before we delve into this episode, go over to propertyinvestory.com and subscribe to receive your free property investor case studies where you'll learn how to generate passive income from your properties. Go there now to sign up for free. As the owner of his advisory business, KnowHow Property Finance, Martin's day-to-day life is understandably quite structured.
1: So, we normally wake about at 5.30. Uh, The first thing we do is, uh, it's a little gratitude affirmation that I go through in my head. Uh, Then do a very quick meditation of five to ten minutes that just focuses on uh, an area that I want to be uh, concentrating on at that particular time. Uh, My wife and I then visualise the day and we actually verbalise this with with each other so that... uh, We look at what's coming ahead in the day and we actually visualise that in terms of everything going extremely well. It's amazing how uh, that has really improved uh, the way things uh, track for us. We then spend some very precious moments, uh, what we call our smile time, with our uh, rescue Samoaid dogs. We've got four rescue Samoaid dogs. We're we're big uh, fans of uh, uh, rescuing abandoned pets. So we'd spend some fantastic uh, small time on the floor, it's a big cuddle moment with them. And then I head off to the gym. Uh, so I uh, burn out my aggression <laughs> the day yeah, and uh, get myself in a, a peaceful spot mentally. And sometimes we'll go for a walk or a run. Then I come home to a very leisurely breakfast. Breakfast is my favorite meal of the day, Me Tyrone. I, Me just uh, just an awesome brain food. And then be, before we get into it, I uh, play piano for about 15 to 20 minutes. i so, mad music, and I just find the piano just, again, just puts me in the right vibration to to tackle the day. And then when we do sit down, because uh, my good wife and I uh, work in the business, uh, we've got a, a team of nine, a very boutique, concierge-style operation uh, built around helping investors. And uh, we start with what we call our GSD session, which is a... Am I allowed to swear on this podcast, Tyrone? <laughs> probably, a...
0: probably best not to, but uh, I'll make sure. Well, that...
1: I'll, call it, I'll call it get stuff done. <laughs> yeah, get stuff done, mate. Okay. Uh, which really is an accountability thing. So we've, we've got an annual planning process we go through every year. We take ourselves off for three three days and we just plow through uh, What's how we're we tracking towards our long-term goals, what do we need to do this year. What do we need to do this quarter, and therefore, what do I need to be doing this week and today to get to those things? So we we both commit to three things on that particular day that are moving us closer to the big rocks, and then then we get on with the day.
0: Martin is also a big fan of reflection, opting to keep a journal in order to stay on top of his goals.
1: So uh, I'll also do a, a little, a very mini, I call it the bush journal session. So. I look at what were the top three wins yesterday, what made me uncomfortable, what am I avoiding, uh, what's my idea for a, a, what I call bush bites a, a video, a blog, or a post, uh, any ideas, thoughts, and learnings I've taken out of the day before, and then just firm up those top three actions that uh, we're going to focus on for the day ahead. So, pretty structured. It, it doesn't always go to plan, obviously, but the benefit of, of taking that approach is. That we've set the day up and we put all of the, the good stuff in before anything gets on the road. So you're actually feeling calm, you're feeling positive, you're energized, and that works extremely well for us.
0: In successfully running his business and providing the best services and advice for his clients, Martin has been nominated for Property Investor Magazine's Top 10 Property Specialists and is constantly on the lookout for expanding his investment portfolio on an international scale as well
1: our business is Know How Property Finance Strategy and uh, we specialise in helping time poor professionals to regain their time and their freedom so that they can live more and work less by replacing their income through property. So the there's three key things that come out of that, uh, the three specialisations that support making that happen and uh, that means we're uh, property investment advisors, we've got a finance broking license because properties is a game of finance, and we also assist in facilitating the property delivery through uh, a group of independent experts. So they're the, they're the three key things uh, we do. We've been very fortunate in being recognised for that. Uh, I was very humbled last year when uh, the Property Investor Magazine uh, nominated uh, myself uh, amongst the top 10 property specialists in the country. And I'm pretty confident that's been a direct result of the 1,700 uh, investors that we've assisted over the last 12 odd years to secure over 600 mil in property. So uh, it's a real passion of ours. We love doing it. Uh, we've had some amazing impacts on people's lives. And it's, it's really followed the course of my good wife, Sonia, and I, who uh, have gone from zero to 12 properties over the last 17-odd years. Uh, we've built up an international portfolio which includes some property in the, in the US and uh, we've documented that process in my uh, book, The Freedom Formula, that's about to be published in about two weeks' time.
0: Martin spent his childhood moving around the regional areas of Victoria with his family before selling down in South Australia. Having entered university at the tender age of fifteen, Martin was an elite child who sought to pursue his passion for the arts through architecture.
1: Yeah, well, I'm a with a name like Bushy, you can tell I'm a boy from the bush. Well, and I was actually Bushy Junior. My my father was the original Bushy, and uh, we have born and bred in the country. I was actually born in a tiny little two horse town in Garoque in Western Victoria, and I think they closed the down the town down after the family left. That's how big it was. So. Uh, and my father, we, we came off the land, but my father was a, a stock and station agent, uh, which actually sold merchandise, and he was an auctioneer selling sheep and cattle. So we we travelled all over the countryside. I often joked that by the time I got to 40, I'd lived in 40 different places, and uh, that's because the he, dad was pretty good at what he did, uh, but they moved him around a fair bit. So we saw a, a lot of regional. Uh, Victoria and then we saw a lot of regional South Australia and fell in, in love with South Australia and that's that's why I'm now still living here because I think it's the best kept secret in the country and um, uh, but I was a pretty sickly kid uh, Tyrone I, I was a I was born with a hair lip and uh, I had very bad asthma as a child I used to I used to spend about four out of seven days in bed with asthma and uh, what came out of that, though, I mean, this is what I love about um, adversity. It, it really brings out the best in us. And uh, it meant that I spent most of my time uh, with a, a pen or a, or a paintbrush in my hand, designing, creating, drawing. I just loved art. It was just it became an absolute passion of mine and loved designing things. And, but my old man, being the, the rough and tough country bloke that he was, Kept saying, "Well, you're not going to earn a crust out of that, son. You got to get a real job." So the old the old brain got ticking, and uh, I thought to myself, "Well, if I become an architect, I'm combining the creative side with with something that's uh, real and tangible, as far as helping design and and build buildings." So, I, hence the reason for going down that road. But I, because we moved around a, a lot, Tyrone and moved states, I ended up being a lot younger than the rest of the, the crew in the class. So I, I was generally at least a year to 18 months younger than anyone else in the year that I was in. So I, for, ex, for example, I finished uh, school when I started uni, I was 15.
0: By starting university at such a young age, Martin learned to work harder than everyone else and in doing so, traveled around the world to take on various architectural projects.
1: What it taught me, I guess, because I had the, the hair, lip, and the asthma exercise, and because I was a lot younger, which meant a lot smaller, it meant that, I, that my way forward was just to work harder than anyone else. And that became a bit of a, a, a modus operandi for me, moving forward. And that, that has positive sides and negative sides. So I went to uni, became an architect, and continued travelling. So I, uh, my first job as an architect, after, after spending some time in Adelaide when there was no work for architects, and I actually worked for nothing for three months with an architect just to get some experience. I scored a job, and I, I call it my uh, uh, Indiana Jones period. <laughs> I, uh, I went to New Guinea, and I worked for a crocodile skin farmer building a uh, remote wilderness safari lodge way up in the middle of nowhere. And did some townhouse work for him in in Port Moresby, which is a very interesting part of the world, and uh, and then I went from there to Darwin to Alice Springs, back to Adelaide for a, uh, a session, then off to Bangkok, over to Perth, and eventually came back to Adelaide. And came back to Adelaide for a couple of reasons, and not good reasons in a lot of respects. Uh, unfortunately, I became a workaholic. That you know, I spoke to you about that um, uh, work hard ethic. I was working seven days a week, 14 hours a day. Uh, no relationship is going to survive that and that's exactly what happened. So I yeah, lost my marriage, uh, which really shook me to the core.
0: Martin also credits his motivation to pursue property investment to his father.
1: At the same time as my marriage went belly up, uh, my good father started having a whole series of pretty serious health issues. So strokes, um, cancer. And Dad was my role model. He was the guy I always looked up to and, and had massive respect for. And I, I remember him grabbing me by the throat at that stage and, and saying to me, you know, slurring out of the side of his mouth because he had a series of strokes. And he said to me, son, learn from me. Don't do what I've done. It's time that you started not working for money but getting your money working for you. And it had a massive impression on me in that time because I I was literally divorced, destitute and depressed at that particular point in my life, probably probably the lowest point.
0: Martin's first exposure to property investment was through a Robert Kiyosaki seminar where he realized the worth and potential of passive income.
1: So a mate of mine said, you better come to this Robert Kiyosaki seminar that was being held in Adelaide and I went along. And the penny dropped. It was like a light bulb going off because uh, the magic of passive income. That was just a very common now, but in those days, and I'm talking a fair while ago, that wasn't the common thinking. So from there on in, everything we did was around passive income. And because I knew property, I've been up to the eyeballs in property up until I loved property as a result. Uh, that became the obvious vehicle. So uh, we started investing. Uh, then Sonia and I uh, were very unhappy with the quality of property managers that that were dealing with our properties at the time. So we did, we, I got my real estate license and we started a property management business. And then I realized pretty quickly, if you can't get the money, you can't continue to invest. So uh, I jumped in on board to pick up my uh, finance breaking ticket. And uh then as we started to to move through that, as I, as I say, we started to realize that there's a lot of people who have an interest in property but they don't know where to start.
0: Coming up after the break, we'll delve deeper into Martin's investment journey where he elaborates on the disastrous investment that was his first property.
1: We made all the wrong decisions. We spent too much money on the wrong things that, that made no difference.
0: How he sustains multiple property investments.
1: It's not just buying the property. It's can you afford it given your lifestyle needs moving forward.
0: What he has learned from his property investment failures.
1: So that was a big learning curve for us. It, it, it increased our capacity significantly once we, once we recognized that.
0: And that's next. I'm Tyrone Chump, and you're listening to Property Investory. Are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your copy today. Building on his own experiences with Profit Advisors, Martin started his own business to help his clients make the most profitable and secure investment decisions.
1: They uh, don't have the time to do it and they don't know who to trust. So we started to build a model uh, around actually assisting investors to, to give them someone that they could trust and, and give them all the information they need to make informed decisions before they actually jump in and, and secure property. So. So that's been the journey so far, mate. Pretty much, and, and love it now. I mean that we from ground zero to you know eighteen years forward, and uh, our property portfolio now gives us a fantastic lifestyle. Uh, and if I if I look at the vision board, um, most of the uh, goals that we've we started with have been ach- achieved or or very nearly are, and a lot of that has been built around the property journey. So we are very fortunate, mate.
0: Martin's first property investment ended in a disaster having jumped straight into the industry without the knowledge backing him up nor a coherent plan to execute.
1: I actually uh, got involved in property at very early age so when I finished uni, I ended up in Alice Springs at one stage and uh, uh, in fact, I had a practice there with a couple of others for quite some time and of course, at that stage, I was in my mid-twenties, thought I knew it all as, as a lot of people do at that age. Uh, I thought oh well this property thing can't be that hard I know all about the the uh, the building side of it so uh, I got in, involved with three partners and uh, we did a an apartment development in Alice Springs we spent way too much money at the wrong time on exactly the wrong result because it was going to win architectural awards of course wasn't it so <laughs> so we did it for all the wrong reasons and uh, got bitten uh very truly as a result of that, that was a, a disaster actually. Wow, that we, was
0: your you, first ever investment?
1: Yeah, straight in, straight in. I, I, I tend to jump in uh, while I'm a very conservative investor in terms of calculating and estimating all the risk before I do anything. Once I've done that, if I've got confidence, I jump in. But the issue I had at that stage, Tyrone, and it's something that we talk to a lot of others now, is that I just didn't have the knowledge because what I hadn't recognized is that property is the last thing you actually focus on. If you don't get everything else right in the lead up to the property, then uh, it's you know the why are you doing it, where is it going to get you to, uh, what's your capacity to do it, how do you need to structure it, uh, all of the, all of those building blocks that are absolutely fundamental to the outcome, we were totally ignorant of. We just jumped in because it was all about the property, and, and we see that with a lot of investors. So I'm sure you've you've seen this before, where all the focus is on the property. Well, it's actually the structure, the strategy and everything that comes before that that's the most important piece, and uh, the, the property is just the means to an end and because we live in a home, we, we think that investing is just going buying a bunch of other homes. Well, there's, that's the tip of the iceberg.
0: Learning from the mistake that was his first investment property, Martin started seriously investing with care, starting out with the existing properties while considering their affordability.
1: So when we when we seriously started investing though again learning curve uh, we initially uh, bought existing properties and uh, they did well. Uh, we, there's a bit of luck and a bit of uh, fortune in what we're doing. So we started with properties uh, south of Adelaide and and we're we're talking the late 90s Tyrone. So you know you're buying three bedroom homes for 80 to 85 grand uh, south of Adelaide at that time and you know. Well, and I've still got one of those properties and it's, you know, the latest valuation was four hundred and forty. So So, uh, and that's, and again, as I say, a mixture of uh, calculation and good luck uh, in reality. Uh, but what we learned along the way, I, I think the, the big learning curve for us is that where a lot of investors, and we found it tight initially uh, moving forward, is the affordability piece. So if, and what I mean by affordability is the cash flow ongoing. It's, it's not just buying the property is can you afford it given your lifestyle needs moving forward? And uh, what we've found over time and, and where we've ended up doing a lot more work is in the, in the building space. So we, we generally build new properties on a block of land and a good growth area. And uh, because of the uh, stamp duty savings and the uh, tax depreciation benefits that get applied to that, the, the cash flowing of a new build is significantly better than an existing property. So it means it's not impacting on savings, salary or lifestyle. And it means you can continue to do it. And it's, you know, you would know that most recent figures uh, for first-time investors, 50% of them sold their property within the first five years. And I, I know for sure that that's because it hasn't been structured properly and they haven't set up the cash flowing so that just becomes unaffordable for them.
0: Martin even experimented in the U.S. property market treating himself as a guinea pig and investigating the American property industry straight after GFC in 2009.
1: So that's that's been the journey and I mean, we've had uh, some good and bad along that road. Uh, we've got properties in the U.S. and that's been very interesting to say the least. Uh, big learning curve there and, and wouldn't do it again and we treated ourselves as the guinea pigs. We went to the U.S. because all of our investors were biting at the bit after the GFC to jump on board. And we just said, hold your horse, uh, we'll we'll be the guinea pigs. And if we if it turns out being as good as what everyone's saying it is, then jump on, but until then, don't. And we came back uh, after 12 months doing a second visit and told all our investors, don't touch it.
0: And what time was that roughly? Which year was that?
1: Yeah, so 2009 is when uh, the US fell off the cliff. Uh, we jumped straight on the plane and uh, went over there, did a reconnaissance mission initially. We picked up a number of properties. And then revisited because we were unhappy and more unhappy with the professionalism of the uh, the team that we had over there than the properties. Actually, Uh, we're very fortunate in Australia. The the quality of the professionalism in in Australia, I think, far exceeds uh, anywhere else that I've seen. And we took for granted that we'd get the same level of service as we did here, and we're very sadly disappointed. So uh, it's been a very interesting exercise, and, and no capital growth in in the US. Australia, uh, capital growth here is second to none compared to the US, it's all about cash flow over there and so a very, very different approach to property in that context.
0: When looking back at his property investment journey, Martin still sees his first investment as the most disastrous one. Now, after learning from his mistakes, Martin uses his experience to guide his clients into being clearer with their end goals and looking more at the affordability of long-term property investment
1: it is that first one uh, no doubt about it and uh, just sort of re-summarizing that the the property the redevelopment we did in alice springs we did a uh over an old place and built four apartments uh, and because we just focused on the property and because we were architects yeah. and it was a developer that went in with us uh, we did all we made all the wrong decisions we spent too much money on the wrong things that that made no difference the assumption was we were going to get in and get out and walk away with a tidy profit Uh, because we'd overcapitalised and the market uh, was pretty flat uh, after the 12 months that the development was finished the market had changed significantly and uh, because we'd spent too much we were then left holding the can so we ended up renting them out for a period and we ended up getting out of it after about three or four years Uh, but uh, a big learning curve for us and the learning curve, as I, as I keep reiterating, is that we didn't do the pre-work. So we weren't clear on why we were doing it. We weren't clear on what the outcome was going to be. We hadn't looked at the capacity. We hadn't looked at uh, the structuring and the both the finance structuring and the uh, entity structuring hadn't been considered in any detail at all. And, uh, you know, these days we won't touch something until we build it on paper first. And I mean getting right down to including every conceivable cost involved in building and holding a property to look at how much per week is this property actually costing. And if that, that's affordable and we, we project that over one, two, three, five, ten 10 years, if that doesn't stack up, walk away.
0: Martin's property investment journey has had a steep learning curve and since learning from his mistakes, Martin has continuously grown his portfolio while keeping in mind the sustainability of working through a 15-year property cycle.
1: So that was a big learning curve for us. It, it, it increased our capacity significantly once we once we recognized that. So, uh, so I, I keep saying to people, yes, it's, it's good to look at the purchase price that you can afford to either buy or build. But it's more important to look on a worst-case basis at your cash flow affordability and take into account that you might be able afford it today. But let's look at what happens to rates, let's what happens to rent, let's let's build in a, a pretty significant vacancy factor. Let's assume that you're going to have kids and you're going to send them to private schools, etc. We need to build all that into the affordability matrix to make sure that long term you're going to be hang be able to hang on to this thing because as we all know, uh, property cycles and location range from anywhere between 8 to 15 years. So I always say to people, you need to be in it for at least 15 years to go through a a full cycle and that's when you're going to reap the capital growth but if you're forced to uh, get out of it earlier than that, then you're cutting yourself well, well short in terms of wealth creation.
0: Thank you to Bushy Martin, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. For his next appearance, Martin will be running us through his favorite books for investment beginners.
1: I've got an absolute library of them, I'm a, I've i always got five books on the go.
0: How he overcame the disaster that it was his first property investment.
1: And most importantly, had the patience and persistence to stay the course and see it through.
0: How he created his $4 million property portfolio.
1: Without going into the nitty-gritties, uh, we've got some pretty high-yielding properties.
0: And that's next time in a future episode of Property Investory. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening.